Hello, Salon Sleuth fans. My name is Melissa and my co-host is Leslie. We decided we wanted to share our salon stories. We both have an interest in crime stories and a fascination with the psychic world. So settle in each week as we share another story with you. Who knows, you might even learn something. Well, welcome Salon Sleuth fans. We're so glad you guys are here today with us. Today is a day that Leslie and I uh, look forward to every month. This is our Monday. You'll, you won't be hearing it on Monday. You'll be hearing it on Tuesday, but this is our Monday with Suzanne Jockus. Say hello, Suzanne. Hello, Suzanne. I mean, hi. <laughs> Suzanne, you can find Suzanne on SuzanneJockus.com and it's spelled S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-J-A-U-C-H-I-U-S.com. And she is a well-known author, You Know Your Way Home, and you can still find that on Amazon. She's a professional intuitive consultant, psychic, radio personality, author, and speaker. And clients have come to her for years uh, seeking clarity and perspective in tackling the daily issues of their lives. Um, you can also find her on our website um, with the YouTube uh, episode that she did uh, with Waz and the Waz and the Witch is that what it's uh, Waz and the Witch. His Waz last Witch. name his last name is Wazinski or something like that. Oh, okay. so he goes by Waz. Okay, which is a really fun um, video that you were it's in. A, and it it's a like great video. video. Yeah, it's yeah. very candid and relaxed. I I love it. Yeah, and talks you talk a little bit about growing up too. And- yeah all that. And your, her, your book really kind of goes into that too, which is kind of fun. But today we are going to have guests on that are going to ask Susanna a question or two. And basically, um, she'll explain how she does it, but I will unmute you. I'll introduce you, unmute you, and you'll just ask her a question and she'll ask you for your name and your birth date. And you, um, uh, just give her the month and the date and then tell her how old you are. And then and I after- just need a first name. Just a first name. Exactly. Yeah. So Suzanne, do you want to tell them kind of what you do and how you do it and explain it? Well, if you were uh, in person, what I do is called psychometry. And psychometry seems to be the ability to hold or touch something that belongs to someone else and see pictures. So if you were sitting here with me and we were doing a full reading, I'd be holding a watch or a ring or car keys. And I'd close my eyes so I'm not reading you you know, visually. And um, I start seeing pictures and I report to you what I see. When the pictures stop, I open it to your questions. And at that time, when you talk, I see pictures that come in around your words. And that's how I work uh, with this uh, here today. When you talk, I'm looking at pictures coming in around your words. They may not always make sense and they may not even be relevant to your question. But what's fascinating to me is people come back time and again telling me how relevant they actually were and how I have provided really... uh, great clues for them to watch for. So it's kind of it. I'm not a fortune teller or mind reader, but I do seem to be able to tune in to something that um, uh, that shows us um, clues and things to pay attention to that might help make help you make decisions as you go on into your life. So that's kind of it. Yeah. And Leslie and I have talked about this a couple of times. Sometimes people getting readings will try to put re put meaning into something that you or someone else says. Right. So if you say a key, they try to, Oh, I'm, I'm trying to buy a new car. Well, that, right. that may be it, but also it might not be it. Like right. 
sometimes don't, don't define it, maybe just kind of live with it and see how it unfolds. Right. Right. One of my funnest ones, and I may have mentioned this on another episode, was a gal that, and sometimes I'll see names. And um, I I had this reading with this gal. She actually lived in Eugene. And I could see her um, probably ending up living in Chicago someday. And she's like, yeah, that that won't happen. And but is there a relationship? And so we talked a little and I saw the name Michael. And then we talked a little bit more and I saw the name Stephen. And I go, I don't know, maybe there's a couple guys here. And um, she called me years later. She goes, you just won't believe it. I'm living in Chicago because I married a man named Michael Stevens. Crazy. Yeah. So trying to figure it out at that time made no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to start from the bottom up this time because I always start from the top. So uh, Lisa, if you want to unmute yourself, go ahead and introduce yourself. Give Suzanne your birth month and and date. Sorry month and day of birth. Yes. Thank you. And, uh, there you go. Hello, Suzanne. My name is Lisa uh-huh. and, uh, my birth date is April 26th. So what I do need though, is a, a question. If you have a question for me. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I do have a question for you that I'm, I'm very curious about, and this actually doesn't so much pertain to me as it pertains to a person that was, uh, in my life, uh, in the past. And this person keeps popping into my mind and has actually popped into some of my friends' dreams um, to give me messages. Is this and person still alive? He is not still alive. Okay. He is not still alive. And just recently, he really has been um, in the forefront of my mind, just um, nothing significant. But oddly, let me give you a little um, um, background. I I ran into a friend many years ago um, at a store, and she said, "Hey, I I ran into this this person that you um, know, and he was asking me how you were doing." And um, I thought, "Oh, that's so great!" And I went home and I thought about him, and I went to sleep that night, and I had a dream that he and I were in a helicopter together, and we were having fun and. And the next morning I woke up and there was a text from another friend who told me he passed away that night. Oh my. And that's kind of cool. I it mean, is kind of cool. cool. It is kind of cool. And, and it, and there, you know, there was, um, there was, it was really cool because the helicopter we were in, um, was actually in the Rose Garden and we were laughing and, you know, those little um, drones that they fly around, that was our helicopter and we were throwing things at people and laughing hysterically. And so I I woke up and he had passed away. And uh, um, about a week or two later, a friend came to me and said, you know, um, I didn't know this person that, that, you know, I have never met him, but he came to my dream last night and he wanted me to tell you that he's okay. Yeah. And that he's, you know, reaching out for you. Mm. And well, I just, what's his first name? Kevin. Kevin. And how long has he been gone? Gosh, probably ten years. Oh, quite a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you do you recall his birthday? April eleventh. Okay. Um, so. I just want to comment on the helicopter. So the night he died, um, when you said it was hovering, you know, that, that's an astral body experience. You were out of your body. You were actually with him 
in that picture, uh, you were probably with him when he died or shortly thereafter. Um, we meet in the astral world in our dreams. And um, it, I'm told by people that have crossed over that that is a valid um, communication bridge, that our dream world is actually um, a way that they can reach to us and communicate with us. Um, I can't tell what he's trying to get across right now, um, but uh, my sense is he, he's, my, my sense about him is he had quite a sense of humor. And um, he's just wanting to tap everybody on the shoulder. It's possible that he's just discovered uh, something uh, about himself over there that he can actually, oh my gosh, I can actually touch back to people. Um, you got to remember that uh, there is no time over there. We're the, we're the place with the time. And so what I've also been told is 50 years here can be five minutes there. So when we start looking at how long they've been gone or how, you know, gee, they've been gone all this time and I haven't heard, you know, seen them or felt mm -hmm. them, uh, there's just no time thing. But my sense is he's got something uh, happy or joyful to, to share. And um he, he, my, so was he kind of a comical guy? You know, he, a little bit, he was more intense than anything. And, you know, um, one of the things that I, I've wondered is, is he was African-American and, you know, with everything that's happening in the world ah. right now, I ah. just, I've been wondering, is he trying to say, you know, fight the good fight? Is he, you know, um, he was, you know, I remember a couple instances where, you know, someone had said to him, something about made a comment about his appearance and then called him a boy. They said, you're a big boy. And he said, don't, you know, don't ever call me a boy. Cause you don't know what it's like being a black man. And those words, that word boy is so degrading to me. Right. And so I just keep thinking, well, maybe he's like trying to tell me, you know, stand, stand strong, fight the fight. You know, I don't know. I have no idea. But I just thought it was interesting during this time of turmoil that all of us, and it's not, I don't feel like it's me. I don't think, I don't feel like it's me just thinking of him. Like I can feel the presence, if you know what yeah. I mean. It's really interesting. It just feels really reassuring uh, the whole time you're talking. He, it's almost like he's just wanting to reassure uh, you and others that it's all, it's all okay. Yeah. And um, that, um, you know, and again, that's what they've told me over there is when, when we cross over, it's like, oh, my God, what a dream that was. I'm so glad to be home. <laughs> wow. It's, like, it's yeah. all good. Yeah. So um, I think it's, it's it feels more like a reassuring thing. Um, but he's also I got to tell you, he's acquired a sense of humor. So <laughs> well, that's good to know. There's something going on there. I hope that's helpful <laughs> a little bit. It is. It is. I, you know, I just, I didn't know what to make of it. And that, that is helpful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, that's interesting, Suzanne, because you also mentioned astral body. Am I saying that right? Astral body experience, yeah. out of body experience on our um, Facebook feed this week. And that was something that Leslie and I discussed that, oh, we need to talk to you more about that another time. We won't do it today, but <laughs> that that seems like a whole topic in and of itself. <laughs> well, there's a great book uh, if you want to, you know, bone up on it a little bit. It's called Journeys Out of the Body by Robert Monroe. And it was written a long time ago. So I don't even know if it's still in print. But he, um, well, I, it probably is because there's a thing called the Monroe Institute where people can actually go and be trained in astral travel and out-of-body travel. 
Um, so yeah, it's a thing. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, I noticed that Tucker, you're on the call now. If you want to unmute yourself and introduce yourself to Suzanne and give her your birth date month and um, day um, and ask a question, that'd be great. Okay. Uh, hello, Suzanne. Hey. <laughs> January 5th, 1960. Yes. And what is your question today, sweetie? My, my question is an ongoing question of losing my job because of the um, pandemic yeah. thing. I was going to stay there till I was 65, even though I was just doing it for money and insurance. I didn't love it. But trying to get a new job with my husband having a severe COPD, yeah. it's a tough battle of, do I need to stay home? How is his health doing? Am I going to get a job? Should it be part-time? It's very frustrating. Where yeah. would I go in a job? It's a safe environment for me to come home. Right. That's a lot of uh, questions. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, so anyway, my, uh, the whole time you're talk, uh, talking, Tucker, and by the way, Tucker and I know each other, so that's why I'm very sounding <laughs> familiar with her. But um, so, you know, as you're talking, I keep seeing something towards the end of September, and I'm wondering, this is kind of bizarre, but it's sort of a, it's a, I want to call it a government job, but it's something in, like an institution, um, hospital, school, a, a, a government agency, a, you know, a, 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 I don't know, but there could be um, something come up where you find your find yourself uh, interviewing for, um, and it could even be part time, but it's towards the end of September, and it feels very, I don't know, it feels very kind of government related. So, um, well, that's interesting. Yeah. So, do you watch for government postings at all? I have before because I did work for a city of Santa Monica before, and well, it was a great go. job. So, so maybe, yeah, maybe it's important to pull that resume back out and, um, you know, start looking in, 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 in that direction. Yeah, I'm just trying to feel safe of, you know, Jean's know. health. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. But I, I do think something's going to move for you towards the end of September that is going to... Um, That'd be an opportunity. I can't tell if you take it or not, but it does show up as an opportunity. Well, once he gets his next CAT scan, uh, I'll, I'll feel better about how he is. Right. Right. Well, he keeps trucking. He keeps trucking, yeah, but it's <laughs> it. You can watch the progress going slower. It's it, yeah. it'll always move down. So it's it's, it's hard to one. watch. I know it's so hard to watch. But think about the, the government okay. idea. Okay, honey. If, Thank if, you. And I think really, you know, maybe your job right now is just being present for him. Um, that's, well, that's what it's, it's, that's what's happening. So it must be what the answer is. And sometimes, you know, what we, because of our anxiety right now, a lot of times the, the thing that we really, the mantra we need to be telling ourselves is acceptance and gratitude, you know, one day at a time, acceptance and gratitude. Because to me, that's the place of miracles. If we can kind of live in that place of acceptance and gratitude, um, things open to us that wouldn't normally be there. If we're out, you know, kind of frenzied and anxious, things stay away. It keeps things away. So um, acceptance and gratitude is kind of magical. Well, I'll keep doing that and keep working on my little river heart rocks and mosaic. Little river heart rocks. Good talking to you, Tucker. We'll have to get together. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. Bye-bye. Well, and I think Tucker just brings up what so many people are struggling struggling with in these times is, 
you know, being out in the world to what degree and how much and what, you yeah. know, how much anxiety we're going to have after kind of coming out of this, you know, okay. are we all going to feel safe and all of that. So that's, that's a really big issue, I think. Thanks, yeah. Tucker. Thank you. Um, so Jennifer, you are up next. Introduce your, unmute yourself and then introduce yourself to Suzanne and go ahead and ask a question. Hi, Suzanne. It's Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, birthday 227. Okay. And what is your question today? My question is, what do you foresee um, professionally and now and in the future with these unchartered waters we're all in? Yeah. So are you typically in a position of um, like being the boss or the manager or the supervisor, the director, anything like that? Yes. Yeah. So are you self-employed? Uh, yes, there's a, an awesome team I get to work with. Okay. Um, yeah. So, all right. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> you're one of these. She, you're one of these that just makes it makes it all good. You know, it's like, okay, well, here's what we need to do. You roll up your sleeves and you get to it. And um, that that's sort of the, like I said, the boss symbol. Um, but you have kind of on a personal level, you have a lot of vision. And so you can see in a perfect world, this is how this would go and this is how that would go. And so I want you to trust your personal vision a little bit more. You don't work in uh, healthcare, do you? Well, um, we, we have products that support um, people being active. So I consider health and wellness in a round. Okay, perfect. Yeah, no, so that's what I'm seeing is, is, the, is health and wellness, um, caretaking, caregiving, all that stuff. It's my health care symbol. Um, and so yes, you know, I think support is our mission. Yeah. So I think that's your uh, calling, actually. Um, honestly, at this time, and this is worldwide, we are going through a huge transformation. And I think people, the people that are coming to me aren't asking, gee, what's going to happen next? They're saying, what else in me can I get in touch with to do in the world? And some people like yourself are already in touch with that. You kind of got that. So then the next job is how does that um, transform through me? And so finding uh, new ways of doing old things and, and that sort of thing, Jennifer, is sort of your challenge, at least right yes. now. Okay. If that makes sense. Transform through me. <laughs> okay. I know we're all waking up every day trying to figure out the new normal. Um, so I appreciate the, the validation. Um, I think, well, you I know, think you're part of, I think you're part of, I think you're part of the, you know, the, I'm going to call it the leading edge of the new normal because you, you don't, you don't take anything sitting down. You're like, okay, well, we can figure this out. And, um, I, it, you know, I, I think you'll be kind of out there on the front lines with this. Awesome. Keep trucking. Okay. Good luck. Thanks. Okay. Wow. Cause I talked to Jennifer earlier. She's. Uh, Leslie, one of my good friends. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we talked earlier, so I kind of have some background. And whew, was that, that good? One, that one's a good one, Suzanne. Yay! Yeah, I know. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so 
Carolyn is a, also a good friend of Leslie's. I should say a good, good friend. And <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn, do you want to unmute yourself and introduce yourself? Give your date, month, and year of your birth. Sorry, date. I cannot say that, Suzanne. Month and date of your birthday. Yeah. Hi, Suzanne. Thank you for taking my question. My birth date is October 7th. Okay. And what is your question today? Well, um, as many of us, I am at a crossroads with my life and thinking of what to do next. Uh -huh. um, a few years back, I started writing, just jotting down thoughts and memories uh, for a book about my son and I, Okay. Um, helping people to deal with loss. And for, for a while, I've been thinking of getting back to it i i think ultimately i just want to help people in some way mm -hmm. and so i guess i'm looking for how to proceed where to go what to do you know i've lost my job wow. um well as you're talking what i keep seeing is you've got two options coming up and I don't know if you've had, you know, two new job offers or if there's been a couple different things you've been doing. But the symbol is to stay flexible and ambidextrous. Um, be willing to do this and that, you know, be willing to do a couple different things. Um, and because you're kind of it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like you've been set free. You know, like the bird out of the cage, and here I go, and wow, but wait, let me stay in the cage, you know. Yeah. Like, no, no, fly, be free, go do what you need to do. And so um, I, I think you're going to have, if you can kind of hold that thought, you may uh, find yourself, you know, actually being offered a couple different, uh, different jobs or positions or something. Um, as far as the writing goes, um, you know, we all have a story that needs to be told. And, um, you know, that that's, I think we should all be telling our stories, frankly. Um, but I can tell you, and I don't mean to discourage, but on a personal level, publishing is hard. And so, um, you know, you, you, if, if, you, if you've got a story to tell, I think it's really important to... Um, whether it's an online group or if, if we ever open up again and you, you get a chance to attend a, a writer's workshops or conferences, anything like that, because those are wealth of information in terms of, um, you know, the next step. But writing, you know, getting it out, dumping it is uh, the most important part. Just let it all come out and be sort of this pile of, of, of stuff. Uh, because the rewrite is the most exciting part, going back in now and editing and rewriting. But don't edit as you first write. Let it be just literally a dump. And um, then you can go back in and you can, and you can structure it and rewrite it and do all that. Um, and, if you've, and I always tell people, don't write unless you are compelled. Um, you, if you're not compelled to write, don't do it. Um, it it's 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 arduous so but if something compels you then you, you, you got to do that um the other thing that shows up around how old are you, well don't, it doesn't matter um 
the other thing that shows up around you is um, I want you to move. I want you to move in your body, um, which is typically a circulatory um, symbol. So do you get out and walk every day? Do you work out? Do you uh, do any kind of aerobics? I Hi, everyone. This is Leslie. I just need to explain something that happened while we were recording the show. The audio just completely cut out and we had to restart. But this is not uncommon for something that happened to Carolyn, who was actually speaking at the time. She had lost her son a few years back, and it was a tragic event um, in all of our lives who were connected with her and especially for her. But in this time, we believe that her son does contact her through um, things that are electronic. So it did not surprise us one bit that the audio would cut out, especially during her time talking. She had had many events that had led up to this. And I just think this is one thing that has happened um, that we were all witnesses to that her son is still much very well with her. And this is one way for him to just show up and um, make it obvious that it is him. Um, it is actually kind of her, comical that he would do this during our show yes they let me go Carolyn did that happen Carolyn I didn't know and they reorganized and my position was just eliminated so that happened July 20th oh I did not know that it's just weird I've been there 23 years and it's Oh, it's that's weird. funny because I asked you if you were if you're doing any fitness, any uh, exercise, and that sort of thing. Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to say that, but I wasn't going to butt into her reading. I wanted to say, yeah. well, she works at a health club. <laughs> well, she's got it, no excuse. It yeah, it right. does show it does show up around you to get your circulatory going. So funny, Suzanne is. I do feel free. You had. Said- I know. I know. And I have been getting so many signs to change my course, even a a dream from Jeff Mm. making me change courses. And I was always too chicken. And it's like the universe said, okay, well, if you're not going to do it, we are. Yeah. And so that's, that's how it works. It's called a course correction. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for that excitement, Carolyn. Yeah, Yeah, that was really powerful. All right. I'm going to put myself on mute. And Amber, would you uh, like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name's Amber, and my birthday is March 6, 1975. Hi, Amber. And what is your question today? Um, My question is... if you see um, a dear friend of mine who committed suicide about six months ago, if you see him around me or if you, if he gives you any kind of indication why he did it. Okay, well, that's kind of vague. So what I need is his first name and birthday if you have it. His name's Michael Wright. Uh-huh. His birthday is March 29th, 1980. Well, that's my birthday. Oh, Except I was born in 49, so that's all. He says that nothing made sense to him anymore, and he couldn't, it's something about he couldn't figure things out. And um, he also had been pretty, obviously he'd been depressed, but um, he just, he, 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 
he's kind of holding his head like I, I couldn't think anymore. And um, he was thinking in circles and all, all of that. So, um, gosh, had something happened that he, um, I don't know, it was, it was like some, it, nothing made sense to him. Um, yeah, I mean, I, he wanted to change careers and he was having a really, um, a really hard time finding um, a different career path. Um, and he just honestly is the last person on earth that I thought would do something like that. That's oh. why I had made that question. Is just well, because, because it's, it was all, he held it all in his head. I mean, yeah. it's like his head was spinning and he couldn't make sense and he couldn't think straight. And, you know, this is a guy who was pretty um, structured. What was his work? Um, he was a bartender. Okay. But he also uh, worked on fishing boats, too. Okay. He would go to Alaska and do that as well. So he lost his job when all this happened? Um, no, he, he had went, went to Alaska to do a fishing job, work on a fishing boat, and he came back to Portland, and he didn't want to go back to bartending or okay. work in the hospitality industry anymore. And he was having a really hard time finding a job outside of that industry. And that's all I really know is okay. that. Well, I don't know. He, I think he, he may have, um, you know, he may have tipped over the edge somehow. He, you know, he felt depressed and yeah. which is kind of a no brainer, but he also felt pretty distressed and, and confused. And it, it, it's like, he didn't have anything to hold on to. If he just even had a thread of something that could make sense to him, he would hold on to that. But he, but he didn't. And uh, part of it was he realized that um, nobody could help him, only he could help himself. And he, you know, he just felt like he had himself in a corner. How did, how did he die? How did he do it? Um, he hung himself. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't know. He also keeps, like I said, he keeps holding his head, like maybe his head hurt. Um, did, I don't know if you know if he'd had headaches or anything like that. No, I had, and I, I mean, not that he had ever complained to me about. There might have been something going on in his head um, that just, and again, intuitively, he may have felt like something wasn't right in his head, but that's what he keeps showing me. Is okay. Makes sense. So I'm sorry for your loss. That's okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Does that mean, Suzanne, like mental illness, maybe? Or or a brain tumor. I, You know, typically when they hold their heads like that, it's something neurological or, uh, you know, a, a brain tumor. Okay. Wow. Well, I actually got full body chills on that one. So I don't know what that means, Suzanne. Okay. That doesn't happen to me very often, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I think that's all of our callers. Did I miss anyone? This is what I'm going to start calling <laughs> Melissa's out of touch moments. This is going to be our new segment. Okay. <laughs> because I did not realize there's way more to this Karen thing. Mm -hmm. This Karen thing actually is tied up in the Black Lives Matter protests. Did you know that? It's all over the place. It's about masks. It's about everything, really. Right. So no. It's all over Facebook. You don't get any of those things from Facebook? No, but here's the deal. This whole being a Karen started well before this year. It started 
um, in the African-American community talking about white women who use their privilege, their white privilege to, you know, I want to talk to your manager or, you know, you're not going to treat me like this, or, you know, I'm going to call the police on you because you're, and say that a black man is, is hurting me, you know, all those things. That was their term. They termed that for women throwing, white women throwing around their privilege. Now it's kind of morphed into, you know, I heard a lot of things about, oh, you know, soccer mom, um, woman just using her power, wanting to talk to the manager, you know, a lot of different entitlements, um, pushy behavior, um, those kinds of things. But it really started in the black community. And so once the listener kind of told me about this, I started researching it more. And sure enough, this has been happening. This has been their term for many, many years. And um, we just didn't know about it. But also, there's other names that have come up. So remember I said, you know, what about the male names and everything? So do you remember the gal who called the police on the family that was barbecuing in a park? Like they were barbecuing in a barbecuer um, and called the police? I don't know that one. Okay. And then she started crying. Well, she was deemed barbecue Becky. And from most accounts, um, this is now used as the younger version of Karen, the soccer mom. Mm -hmm. Karen's kind of middle-aged. Becky's kind of the younger version. And then there was something with a Patty, like permit Patty, which is the older woman, the older white privileged woman. And there's lots of stories on that, but that kind of, the Karen has really stuck. The Becky and the Patty, there's also, I also saw Sharon being thrown around, but the Karen one for some reason has really like stuck. But then there are male names. So the ones I, I, there were several. And for some reason, the Chad one obviously is the one that has kind of stuck a little bit more. So my whole theory on it was kind of a douchey guy Mm -hmm. really isn't the case. It's kind of that white privilege guy. Well, uh, let me say this really quick, meaning that you're saying he's a douchey guy. So back in 2005, Dane Cook did this on a comedy special where he referred to as Karen and Karen always carried around a bag of douches. Ah. And so when Karen wasn't around, people would say, um, Oh God, or God, Karen, she's such a douchebag. <laughs> so he said that in, back in 2005. Really? But I mean, I don't know if that has anything or how far back, you know, you were saying that this goes. But yeah. Anyway, huh. that that's funny that you said douchebag. And then that's what he was quoted as saying. Quoted as saying. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, so the male names that I saw were Brock would be the younger version. Chad. Ken, I also saw some Kyles and William. So I do not know why the male version, like, as I said, like there was that guy at Costco, um, why that hasn't caught on so much with the men. Um, But certainly the Karen woman has really kind of, I think, gotten a foothold, especially this year. 
Yeah. Um, if it made itself all the way to me, which is Melissa's, you know, out of touch moments. <laughs> That's really funny. Well, we could just, you know, I think in, instead of saying that she's like a B word, you would yeah. just say Karen. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And there's a lot of Karens out right now. I'm not sure what the heck's going on in this world. Okay, so speaking of that, I, you know, it's so easy to go down the rabbit hole, as we call it, um, with these topics and researching them. And there's so much information. But I literally was up to 11 o'clock last night watching some of these Karens. And it was shocking, Leslie. Mm-hmm. Shocking, terrible. Did you see? Did you happen to see the one in like, or in sorry, Home Depot? No. Okay. Never mind. We, I'll skip that one. Oh. It's terrible. It's horrible. I saw one, and well, I actually saw several, but um, I saw one of this woman, and apparently she's now got charges against her, and she's like probably 65 and she's just going off telling them to go back to where they came. They were born there. Yeah. And I I was just, I was shocked, shocking, 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 shocking behavior. Like, yeah. Why are you even saying this? And you know, you're being taped, you know, you're being recorded. So like, why are you even continuing to talk? Like just shush and go away, you know? It was crazy. And a lot of these Karens have their own camera and their own videoing yeah. the other person. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just terrible. So I thought we needed to do a little update on that because um, I was way off. I didn't even, I had just touched the surface of this whole Karen thing. Thought I was, you know, all cool because I finally got the joke. Right. Yeah. And I hadn't even like scraped the surface on that one. So mm. Well, I had an experience in the salon a week ago, Monday. And so I had this client that I've had for over 16 years. I've known, you know, from when I had the salon in my house. Yeah. And then um, she's just kind of followed me around. So she's where I am now. Like and me. What's that? Like me. I followed you. Around. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> anyway, I've had her a long time. And she has gone through some terrible things where she had cancer at one time. And, but, you know, she made it through. And then, um, so she came in, she got a pedicure and then a manicure. I start with the feet first so they can dry before we get to their hands. And I did her pedicure while I'm doing her feet. Her husband calls her and, you know, I'm not listening, but you know, I, I'm just doing my thing. And, but I know he called and then we start to her hands. And I, I happen to mention, I'm like, Hey, do your boys, are they playing baseball? Because I know that, you know, some teams are playing now and, I did hear about that team in Newburgh that, you know, they all got COVID and she's like, oh yeah, that was actually Brian. When he called me, he was letting me know that Jared's test came not negative because there's a kid on his team and um, he has it. And a lot of the boys had hung out with him. And so they, um, you know, he was just calling to me, let me know that his test was negative. And I was like, oh, you know, like, what the hell? What? You know, so I didn't say anything. I waited till she left and I waited till Thursday. I thought about this. Plus, I mentioned it to a bunch of people to get their, you know, their take on it. And so I emailed her and, or texted her and I just said, listen, I just want to clarify something. You came into the salon knowing that your son had been exposed to COVID, but you hadn't got the test results yet. Is that clear? Is that, is that accurate? And she's like, yes, but I knew he wasn't, I knew he didn't have it. I was a hundred percent sure. But then if you're a hundred percent sure you wouldn't have had him tested, but we know that he had been exposed and that other boy was in her car, his car. Yeah. And so, um, I had to just tell her that I couldn't do him anymore. I can't trust her. I go, the 
my husband and I are both at high risk. Our oldest son is at high risk and I can't, you know, I can't do that. I can't have people coming in like that. She should have at least at minimum rescheduled her appointment. Yes. And, um, after I told her I couldn't do it anymore, I haven't heard from her and she unfriended me on Facebook. So, um, I was, I was a little surprised that she wouldn't come back at me. I thought she would be angry at me. I'm sure she is. She's just not saying it to me. Yeah. But at the same time, like I have to protect my family. You don't like <laughs> at least know. just tell me and I'll do you later in the day. Yeah. But let's just say he had it. Right. Yeah. That means they were then exposed and then I was exposed and then, you know, it was terrible. No, I'm sorry. I, I hadn't even thought that far about that, but you're totally right. Well, the boy who had it was in her son's car and they hung out. She said it was only for a minute. I'm like, well, how long does it take to get COVID? You know, yeah. one droplet. I mean, I don't know. Like it doesn't probably, t- you don't even have to be in the car with somebody to get it. You could be next to him. I don't know. Well, I just felt that was really unfair for her to bring into the salon, even though he was negative. Yes, I get that. I understand that. But she, we didn't know that at the time Yeah. when she walked in the door. It was just a terrible, she said, and she did say during our text messages before I told her I couldn't do it. She did say that, um, what about all my other clients that could be lying to me? I'm like, but I only know that you are. Yeah. Like, I don't, That's everybody like, else might. the other kids that jumped off the bridge? Well, and so what I've been telling my clients is a story. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you start to feel weird or if you might have been around somebody who might, might have it, but they're waiting for test results, please just reschedule. I don't want to be involved in that. I mean, I do wear gloves. I do wear a mask. I do sit behind that partition. Yeah. I'm doing the best that I can, but I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't know. I just don't want to get sick. You know, there's so many, this is such a politically charged thing and I don't understand why it's politically charged, but, um, there's so many people that still don't believe it's a real thing and just are like, Hey, it's just like the flu. Well, it's not really because like 20% of the people that get it, um, have to go to the, end up going to the hospital for an intervention. When you get the flu season, 20% of the population does not go to the hospital due to the flu. So that's the big difference. Well, and I was just talking to another client on Wednesday and she was like, you know, the death rate is so low, but I'm like, okay, let's take away the whole death. Like that's terrible that somebody died. Let's just talk about the people who have long-term lung issues now or who had actually been in the hospital for a month and now they have, you know, a million dollar, you know, bill or, I mean, so just because they're not dying doesn't mean it doesn't count as being a really terrible illness. Yeah, I think for some reason that part of the conversation has has gotten pushed away and it's been about how many people die and that is horrible and I'm not saying that how many people almost died. Exactly. Let's let, let's do death. How many almost died and then you know maybe a percentage of people who have never even went to the hospital. Like and how many people do not have any health care so they do not go in to even get help. I mean, we've seen people with health care that go in and die a day later or die a couple right. days later because they- when I'm imagining a lot of people don't want to go in and then when they're no. so sick, they go in, there's no help for them. Yes. So they're, they're too far gone. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt really dirty about the whole thing. I feel terrible because I know she might have a hard time finding somebody, but I'm like, why do I feel guilty about it? She's mm-hmm. the one that put me in this weird position. Yes. I, I actually am feeling your, your emotion about this. Like I would feel horrible 
having to have that conversation, but I'd also feel horrible that she put me in that conversation. In that right. Like I, I had to make this decision because of her. I feel yeah. terrible. Yeah. I had had her for a very long time. And even though she hadn't always been very easy, I still, you know, we still had a friendship of some sort, but yeah. oh well, I, I just can't worry about it anymore. I feel like had that test come back negative or positive, would she have told me right then in the salon? Like, I don't know. Because I think she would have felt like it was only her son. Like, it, it didn't go to her or her husband. But by that time, it probably could have been. And this is the other thing. They had a rapid test. How accurate are those? Is it like a, like a strep test? Can you send it away and, and get a more accurate result later? Like, I you know what I mean? That. I do not know the answer, but I wonder yeah. the same thing. Because you're right with the rapid strep test it'll say no and then they'll send it out two days later it comes back yes so well and so like if she was if it actually came back would she tell me now would she have to tell me because indirectly he didn't come to the salon so therefore it's not you know that tracing thing yeah contact but then she would have been exposed right so I'm like I don't know I'm just going to just tell myself that that didn't happen. Well, and I think that it's going to get closer and closer to us. Yes, it is. We've had two brush-ins where somebody that we we have seen had seen someone that had it, right? Yeah. Like two away. But I think it's going to start. We all know somebody now. Or we will know somebody. It's all coming very closer. Yeah. 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 I think it's going to get there. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, That was my week. Yeah. I was so torn for like, oh, and then I finally, when I sent the text, I was like, okay, here we go. I thought she'd call me or like, you know, be mad, nothing. And then I was like, well, did she get it? I don't know. (laughs) So I emailed it too and I didn't get anything. So I was like, okay, she must've got it. And then when I went to Facebook and saw that she's no longer friends with me, (laughs) then I'm like, oh, she definitely got it. I was just didn't want her to come in on Monday to get her nails done and then be like, uh, you didn't get my text message. Yeah. Yeah. Awkward. Sorry. Well, I'm sorry. That- That's all right. Hey, Melissa, what kind of bras do you wear? Oh my gosh. I wear handful bras. Tell me why you love them so much. You talk about them all the time and I just want to understand what is so great about them. Well, I love them because they're comfortable. They are not constricting, so I can still like breathe and move around. And I like to do yoga too, and I like to stretch. And I do not like a bra that is just like sucking me in so that I'm so flat and can't breathe. I love the patterns. I love the different styles. Right now, they have this really cute like teal color and they've done a couple patterns in it too. And they have this wavy one, which I can't even remember the name because they have absolutely adorable names for these things, but they have the adjustable bra, which is their classic. They have the closer bra, which is great for people like you that have a little more than a handful. It's got the two little hooks and then it zips up. And my favorite, um, pattern right now is the ripple effect is what it's called. And then I love the double down, which is a really cute new style that they have. And I love their leggings because I think they made them for me because they're so long and they have a cute camo legging that I wear all the time. 
I have those too. Brandy gave me a pair. Oh my gosh. I, I love do have to say, I have a, like a bunch of handful of bras. I could not find them. And I found them in my daughter's room. She wears them all the time and they are so cute. She almost could wear them as swimsuits. In fact, I think she does. Like she'll sunbathe yep. in them because they are so cute. And I love when she wears like her tank tops, but you can see the bra strap kind of through it because they have the really cool crisscross and different designs. You can adjust them however you want. And uh, I just think they're very flattering. Yeah. And you got your first one. How How's your first one? I love it. No, I, I had them in the past. And then, you know, for me, I needed a little bit more. And then they came out with this new one with the extra zip in it. And it really makes a big difference. And I love that it, it actually gives you two, not just one. And that's always been a problem in the past. You just get this like one mono boob. I actually still have two when I wear this new design that you had given me. So thank you, Melissa. You're so welcome. Well, we do still have a handful code as I recall. We still do? I think so. If not, we'll get That's it updated. That's like 20% off. Why aren't people buying these off the shelf? I don't know. I don't know. They should be. What is that code? Melissa, that, tell me. That code is Salon Sleuths. Gosh, you're putting me on the spot now, Leslie. I think it's just Salon Sleuths. If you yeah. go to the coupon code, it's just Salon Sleuths. Like, yeah. yeah. But, but you have to spell Sleuths right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm part of this podcast and I spelled it wrong when I made your first tank top. It did not. I was thought that was so stupid of me, but how do you spell it, Melissa? You spell it S-A-L-O-N-S-L-E-U-T-H-S. Go to handful.com. Check them out. You'll be a fan for life. If you'd like to be on our show and ask Suzanne a question or two about your career, your love life, or family, please contact us on our website at www.salonsleuths.com. We take calls the first Monday of the month for a full appointment with Suzanne. Go to her website. Thank you. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.